mildly entertaining, somewhat obscure guests, relatively interesting topics, semi-professional production quality, reasonably well-informed commentary, a great value for the money, hundreds of fans all around the world. It's the Starting Strength Gyms podcast with your host, Ray Gillenwater. See the back of my shirt? Yeah. Who's counted it? How many gyms do we have now? <laughs> Not with Stan here, fuck. <laughs> Did anyone count? I counted. Well, we've got several dogs. <laughs> and 30 gyms. We have 30 gyms now. 30 gyms. Um, yeah, so as Rip said, we started this company, our first gym opened three and a half years ago. And we've got 30 gyms committed to in three and a half years, 17 open during two years of COVID. So I, I mentioned that because it's, it's not me that did that, it's you guys that did that. So I just wanted to thank you. Thank you very much. And Rip was talking about this 55-year-old guy who we're helping live a pain-free life. Um, we do that all the time, but we do things that are a lot more profound than that as well. So I want to show you guys this video. Some of you may have already seen it. Uh, on the 11th, your O2 dropped. Mm -hmm. At that point, he'd had COVID for 10 days and he was really beginning to struggle. And we both understood at that point that he was in trouble. Yeah. He ended up in the emergency room because the hospitals were all full and that was harrowing to say the least. He was isolated in a dark room. They had converted a closet. It went, kind of went in from there and I was in an ICU for seven days, uh, intermediate ICU then for three. His doctors made it very clear that it could go either way. Yeah. Thank goodness I had the muscle mass that I did have from working out for two years. It saved my life, actually, because without that, there wouldn't have been any healing. Mm. Because I learned at, at the same time that the, the, your body uses protein to combat the disease, to, mm -hmm. to fight through it. Had I not had the, the protein available to do that, I would have been like so many other folks there. But I didn't understand at the time that his body was dissolving his muscles to get the protein it needed to fight the disease. Well, I got out of the hospital and discovered that uh, I was very weak. I mean, it, it was uh, a task to do anything. And I was totally unaccustomed to that. Just to move from the bed to the restroom or something like that was a major deal. A couple of weeks later, got out of the bed one morning and it was like someone uh, put a cattle prod in my leg and I had to stop, everything stopped. And that was what was called, as I learned, radiculopathy. When, when, when you have that much muscle pulled out of your system, as I was explained, then your bones, your mm. vertebrae uh, are a little loose in there. And so I must have turned just right where one of the nerves got pinched by the bones that were loose. The rehab that both of the orthopedic surgeons had recommended was not making any difference. 
the chiropractic adjustments had not done much of anything. The chiropractor suggested massage therapy. John had tried two sessions of that, and that didn't seem to make any difference at all. And so John was very, I think, disgusted might be a good word at the moment. And so he was talking to me and saying, you know, I really, I really wonder if, if starting strength can help me with this. And I was like, it's worth a try. I remember the phone call, he, he said, hey, you know, I'll be back in two weeks. Got COVID, I'll be back in two weeks. About a month into this, Darcy gives me a call and tells me John's not doing well. John had been hospitalized and it was life-threatening. Still kept in contact with him, tried to make sure that everything was, you know, just see if he was still alive, if there was anything we could do. After he got out of the hospital, he got home. It was a few weeks later, John gave me a call. He said, hey, you know, I've, I've got some pain down my back or a radiculopathy, you know, basically sciatica going down his leg. And he was on oxygen and he asked me, he said, hey, can, can you rehab me back? I told him, absolutely. I mean, I was just so impressed. And I think that's the right word. Josh was so cautious. He wasn't mothering John but I could see a difference in Josh in the way he was approaching John and approaching his treatment. It was clear to me that Josh wanted to make sure that he didn't do anything to make the situation worse while in the process of trying to help him get better. Every day he came home from that therapy, which is really what it was, he was like, man, feel so much better when I get done with this. This is yeah. a miracle. I'm so grateful. And I think he used that word more than any other word. I'm so grateful that I have this available to me. I'm so grateful. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm Tony. I've been the head coach here at Starting Strength Houston for about seven months now. John comes in twice a week because that allows us to manage his recovery a little bit better, right? As we get older, we don't always, always recover from these movements uh, the same way as if we were 20, right? So doing twice a week gives a little bit more of a chance to sustain that progress. His current training is basically an unmodified LP. Right, so when you look in our book and see what just the most basic version of the program is, he's squatting three sets of five, pressing and benching three sets of five, and still deadlifting twice a week, one set of five. Um, so John started at a body weight of 205 when he came back to me in April. He squatted 43 pounds that day, he pressed 32, he rack pulled 85, and then later that week he benched 65. Right now, he's squatting 155, okay? Bench went from 65 to 125, Dead, or the rack pull started at 85, and now we're deadlifting 230 off the ground. Press started at 32, and now we're pressing 75. So we're about three months on from when he returned in April, and we were doing better uh, than, than during his rehab from COVID. We exceeded those numbers after about six weeks of training. I think it's funny that after having been through COVID, uh, a quadruple bypass, and just everything else, else that's been going on, John very easily got back to deadlifting 200 pounds, right? Now, if you're a 30-year-old computer programmer who works behind a desk, John might be stronger than you right now, OK? 
Okay, so that's just a thing to take inventory of, right? What kind of uh, you know savings do we have for our health in the future, right? If we get pneumonia or we get sidelined by something really severe, what's remaining for us on the other side, right? Uh, John lost 50 pounds when he was in the hospital for COVID, right? And so if if you were walking around at 150 pounds, you might not have anything to lose if you get sick. There's no gain without struggle. There just isn't, and that's in anything you do. So if you want to be healthy, there's a, there's a path. And uh, Rip said it most eloquently, easy doesn't work. Yeah. That's simple. So uh, we found that out to be true and we've improved our, ourselves immensely following that path. Not only did you save his ass from, from COVID, but then you helped him recover from COVID too. That's pretty amazing. Um, Rip asked a great question. The question was, where can you go to help this 44 year old guy not hurt as much? What kind of, where can you send him to get the kind of experience that we provide? And yeah, it's not Planet Fitness, but there's a bigger question than that. The bigger question is, where do you send this guy? Where do you send this guy to prepare to handle something like COVID, to become harder to kill, and then to recover from something like COVID. Where in the world, it's not a rhetorical question, let me know if anyone has an answer, where in the world can you send this guy other than to one of our gyms to get that kind of an outcome? That's kind of weird, isn't it? Um, we've got people moving from the healthcare industry to join the franchise. Where's James Johnson? Where's James Johnson? James. So James, uh, welcome James. He hasn't signed yet. He's already a Salt Lake City guy. Um, James is in the healthcare field. So he does uh, hospice, end of life stuff. Um, and he and I were talking over lunch a couple of weeks back. His job is essentially a fulfillment channel for the drug companies. And so James wants to get into the gym business with us because he wants to help people. The reason why he got into healthcare originally. So that's pretty spectacular. Um, the video stuff's really important. We, uh, we all know what we do, and we have millions of fans. We've helped millions of people, thanks to Rip and Steph and all the work that the Asgard company's done. Um, but nobody does, nope. in terms of at scale. Like there's, there are not 100 million people that know that starting strength is a thing that can help you survive COVID and then help you recover from COVID, for example. But we're gonna keep telling the stories. So all you guys have to do is keep doing what we're trained to do is help get people stronger. And then let me know when you have great stories so I can help you tell them. I'm gonna be spending the majority of my time on telling stories to spread the message about starting strength gyms because that is the, the next phase of growth. That is the key to our next phase of growth. We've got everything else in place. We've built everything. Now we just have to tell the world about it. So we've done a hell of a lot coming in guys in the last year. And I wanted to show you what we've accomplished. So thanks to Jen and her team, Jensen in the back, we've opened nine gyms in the past 12 months, up from four the prior year, which um, it's one slide and a couple of numbers, but it's hard to explain the amount of work and stress that went into that. So thanks to Jen and her team. Um, 
you guys disappointed the hell out of us last year because no one no one generated two SSCs. This year we've had several gyms generate two SSCs and it shows because we're up 14, up from three in the prior year. We're at 1,067 members. 1,067 people are paying hundreds of dollars a month to get coaching from you at a starting strength gym. And we nearly doubled that. We nearly doubled, doubled that in 12 months, up from 551. Of those, 131 are online. Um, and that nearly doubled as well. But uh, over doubled, actually. But um, all, the, all this growth happened just in the past few months, because now we have Rebecca Skinner on the team who's, uh, who's helping us get more leads and grow the side of the business. Does anybody know what a net promoter score is by show of hands? Net promoter score? Um, just a marketing jargon. It's a one question survey. So the best brands in the world ask their customers one question. How likely are you to refer this product or service to a friend or a family member on a scale of one to 10? 85 is obscene. I've never seen 85. I've never seen three and a half minutes time on site. Um, I've never seen so in, in, uh, in startup land, we have, we have two types of investors. We have mercenaries and missionaries, right? Um, the mercenaries like private equity, they just want the cash. And the missionaries are the people that will invest their time and money because they believe in the cause. There, we have nothing but missionaries behind our back pushing us forward and trying to help us from coaches to gym owners to members. The, the amount of, just look at the talent. Look at the team that we've assembled for barely nothing. We didn't raise any external money and we assembled a world-class team and we delivered a, a product that has an 85 net promoter score. And our buddies at Beachbody, the P90X are at 41. So, cause you know, this, this industry is total bullshit. It's all flash and sizzle. It's a big sell and then you're disappointed by the results, which by the way, makes it really hard to market, doesn't it? Because we go out with a message and it seems uh, hyperbolic, but it's not, but everybody else's is. So it's, it's a challenge. So how do we overcome that challenge? We just keep telling stories. And let this sink in for a minute. Of the thousand plus people that are paying their membership fees at one of these gyms, that equates to $370,000 a month that people are spending to attend your sessions at a starting strength gym. So that's an average, you know, divided by a thousand, let's say it's $370 a month on average. A gym that charges $370 a month on average. Um, can you think of anything in your life that you spend $370 a month on other than your housing and transportation? Is there anyone in the room? Looking at John, because he's a rich guy. Um, <laughs> Right, I mean, we're like, we're inventing a new spending category here. This is, this is all new. I've only seen this once in my life and that was working for the number six brand in the world at BlackBerry. Um, when we rolled out in a new market, we would uh, dominate pricing tiers that didn't exist before because we were providing that much value. You guys remember this from last year? Stronger is better. So the lawyers said that uh, we may not be able to get the trademark. But we did. So stronger and better is now our thing. Yeah. So starting strength gym stronger is better. I mean, that's pretty much that's pretty much it, isn't it? Um, would John Wilbanks have been better, stronger, and weaker going into COVID? Stronger is better. Um, after he recovers from COVID, is he better off stronger or weaker? Stronger is better. This gal, 
who is my favorite demographic of all the people we serve, suffering from sarcopenia, potentially osteopenia, loss of function, like this gal Kathleen at Denver, who when I interviewed her, she started tearing up because she said after doing the program, she can now take a step without fear and it might be her last. Stronger is better. So this, this sums it up perfectly. Um, I've got a few more updates for you. So the veterans program stuff, part of it's done, some of it's underway. You can now use your GI Bill benefits if you're a veteran um, to, get a, to pursue a career at a starting strength gym. And um, SkillBridge is coming next. SkillBridge is when you're currently serving, you'll be able to uh, get paid by the government to pursue an apprenticeship at a starting strength gym. So we are the only nation, nationally certified fitness franchise by the Department of Labor. It's a huge deal. And John Miller is the one to thank for that even though he's not here. So let me show you guys what we're working on now. Did you guys all see the Tulsa video? I think Tulsa is one of the more up and coming cities. Uh, it's trying to take its place as the um, arts and entertainment center of Oklahoma. You know, rock and roll concerts, plays, um, museums. This is all starting to center in Tulsa. Most of the people I talk to that think about moving here to Tulsa start doing research and, and looking up rental properties and they're like, you gotta be kidding me. This is half of what you know I'm paying here in Chicago or Boston or New York, for God's sakes. You can live just outside the city and have all the land you want, you know? Or you can live in a city and it's just like every other city, but um, somewhat cheaper to live. My name is David Heon. I'm uh, owner of Starting Strength Tulsa. Strength was always something I just eluded me, no matter how hard I tried or how hard I worked. So I started looking for that, and I came across uh, Mark Ripito's YouTube videos and decided this stuff, was, this stuff was something different than what I had ever come across. So, and so I started my uh, novice linear progression in my basement, uh, my basement gym. Uh, I'm a general surgeon. I was born and raised in Ohio, moved out to Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma is a much more friendly state for uh, practicing as a surgeon. It's uh, more business friendly, um, lower cost of living, Oklahoma City opened up their gym, their starting strength gym, and uh, I'd been going out there probably once a week. As I watched the success that these gyms had in terms of making people stronger, and I realized I wanted to, I wanted to own one of these gyms. You know, I'm kind of winding down in my surgical practice. I'm 60 years old now, and uh, retirement isn't something for me. Isn't something I want to do by sitting on a couch. As I watched what happened at Oklahoma City with people that came in there just 
incredibly weak and uh, detrained, I guess. I watch them get stronger. I watch them, you know, their lives are changing because of what they're doing in the gym. And so I thought, wow, what a, what a great way to help people. I spent close to 30 years as a surgeon helping people. It's kind of in my nature to do that. And this seems like a neat transition. Uh, my name is Chase Lindley. I've been a coach, a starting strength coach for a little over two years now. Um, started whenever I was 21. The best part about being an SSC is meeting new people. The freedom that allows the difference that you're making in people's lives from seeing someone who can't really stumble through the door them getting to the point where they're self-sufficient they're able to do things that they thought were not possible and changing their lives um, one pound at a time essentially uh, meeting people like what i was saying earlier god damn it i, I hate cameras john i hate it. <laughs> adding five pounds one pounds two pounds to the bar and over a course of three months, seeing them change into a new person, that, that metamorphosis is something that I love about this job. Well, to be a starting strength coach, you wanna, you wanna have a desire to help people. And you have to have a lot of motivation to do that because it's hard to become a starting strength coach. The process is hard, but that's not gonna change and it doesn't need to change. Man, in today's culture, people are afraid to work, I think. This process is definitely a year long at the minimum you putting your nose down on the grindstone and just working. Whenever people realize that, look, this, this job is just more than just fucking around with barbells. It's more about impacting people's lives, what you actually thought you were supposed to do as a PT or what you're supposed to do with this kinesiology degree. I think that's gonna help uh, change people's perspective. The starting string coaches, you know, they're making anywhere from, what, 60 to $90,000, some more than that, and you have, you have a $90,000 income in Tulsa, that's a great lifestyle. And once you get that certificate, you're in high demand. The starting strength coaches are where the rubber hits the road, essentially. If you can go to Miami and get the exact same coaching that you get in Oklahoma City or in Chicago or in Boston, then the franchise works. This franchise wants to build 100 gyms, you know, in the next few years. Uh, this gym right here under construction is number 17. So you're at a, you're at a cusp right now where you're gonna need more starting strength coaches than ever in history. You got that certificate, you can pick and choose where you wanna go. With all these gyms opening up, there's different locations. Being a starting strength coach, you're, you're sought out. So not only do you have that ability of just moving around to different locations, but you know, online programming. Like I have several people from around the world that I'm working with and I mean, I'm, I'm happy to say that. That's, that's crazy to think you know, at 12 or even 14 that I could do that. Where's he on? Where's he at? There he is. So, um, yeah, I, I encourage you all to do what, what Dave did. We've just brought on a new videographer. He's actually a cinematographer. He's probably the most talented guy in Idaho. And uh, when it comes to telling stories, you need to make them engaging, compelling, music, cuts, B-roll, the whole nine. And the, the Tulsa video, I mean, it was just a kind of a normal title. Like a surgeon opens a gym in Tulsa. The thing got like 42,000 views and the engagement was through the roof. Um, oh, I was yeah, it must have been you, yeah. <laughs> 
so what else? We've got a new website that we're gonna roll out. And this might not be a big deal to you, but it's a huge deal to me, because this is the ugly piece of shit we had before. Um, this is something we just built ourselves with a template. And um, you know we had to, right? Because we didn't raise any money. So I can't go pay a design house $500,000 to build us an awesome site on day one. We had to just use what we had. So we built the websites ourselves, and they were super effective. The website's extremely important because we transact online. We don't do business in the gyms. The gym is for training. So the website is, your, is as, as important as your storefront, really. And when we're communicating our message to the world, it's the web, it's social media, it's the YouTube channel. So let me give you a little sneak peek of this new site, which um, once I can find some time, which I'll talk to you more about in a minute, we'll actually be able to roll this damn thing out. Super clean, call to action above the fold, promote online coaching, talk about the benefits of our offering, talk about what you can expect, social proof from our lovely Phoebe, talk about the gym. I'll tell you more about that in just a minute. Some content, more social proof, and another call to action at the bottom. Just super clean and simple. This, this little change, this simple thing, is going to make a huge impact on our business. It's going to increase our conversion rate. We've already had people say they've signed up just because of our website, which, I mean, I guess their expectations were low because I hate our current website. But <laughs> once we get this thing in place, it's going to improve further. This is something that, my god, did we take a huge risk on. So who's making sure that every single member, before they leave their session, fills out their digital logbook on their phone by a show of hands? Please improve that, okay? <laughs> because when this company was brand new, we literally took half the cash we had available and we invested it in technology. Why, why is that so important? It's so important because we don't wanna be like the rest of the fitness industry. The rest of the fitness industry is full of shit. And we have the quantifiable data to show you how strong we will make you over time on average. There is not a single fitness brand in the world that can do that. So this is what the dashboard is going to look like. I filtered to all gyms. I can put in a range of dates. I can put in a range of ages, male or female. You can select the exercise you want, the tenure the person's had with the gym, and how often they attend the gym. It'll show you total pounds lifted, so kind of like McDonald's, you know, number of burgers served kind of thing. Um, so 783 males, 63 and a half million pounds lifted, and then it just shows you the leaderboard um, per lift. It'll give you on day one, what's the average, what's the median, day 30, day 60, day 90, and you can filter and mess with it until your heart's content. The plan is to have this on the website. So when people visit our website, they can play with it themselves and see what can I expect? And we can blow their minds. Because when they're sitting there in the gym, they're already used to being lied to. It's like, well, we'll just show you the data. You'll be able to pull it up on the iPad and just show them how strong you can make them over time. So I'm really excited about this. And then um, I recently attended this event live. So they call it the Freedom of the Press. And you guys are doing your own member events where they're competing with each other on the different lifts. Um, we're gonna do this nationwide because we've got a national footprint now. And the vibe in the gym was so positive. Everyone was having so much fun. And just some normal looking older gal put up 100, what was it, Jen, 112 pans overhead. And uh, she, I was like, that was the moment of the year for her. And everyone was supporting and it was, it was just an awesome, awesome vibe. So I wanna take that vibe and I wanna, I wanna spread it across the nation and make it a big deal. We'll do one lift at a time and we'll do them throughout the year and that's coming next year. 
And then um, in 2022 with inflation, what it is and supply chain and basically the social fabric being destroyed in front of us, how many companies are uh, giving their customers more things for the same amount of money? Um, how many how many companies are treating their customers well? Like all I'm seeing is smaller portions, higher prices, and like the, there's there are still banks that you call and you you hear the automated message and they say, oh, due to COVID, we have limited staffing. That that type of shit, right? So we're the brand that's going to give more to our members for the same price. And uh, starting this year, the the exact same price that you're paying to attend sessions at your gym will give you access to every starting strength gym in the nation. So that's, that was Michael Grace's fault, actually. Michael came to visit me in Boise, and he was kind of annoyed that he had to pay these drop-in fees, and we talked about it. I was like, we should probably fix that. So I asked the gym owners, and the solution we all decided on was, if you've got, a free, if you've got an open spot in one of your sessions, and there's someone traveling from another gym, it's no skin off your back. Just, just give them an amazing experience, and show them how much we care about them, and show them this is a national community. Will Morris just moved to Wichita Falls. So he's already doing rehab for us on a limited basis, and uh, he's going to be doing more of that. He's been extremely helpful to me. He's been extremely helpful to a bunch of members of Boise. So if you guys have a member that is hurt and needs some help, um, hit us up and we can connect you with Will. And then once he's out of the military, he's going to be working with us in a more uh, official capacity. Something that might be interesting to some of you, um, it may be surprising, but the government's a pain in the ass to work with. Don't know if that's a shocker to anyone. So uh, the new franchise owners typically have to go through the SBA to get funding. And the SBA is like every other three-letter government agency, the DMV, the IRS. They're a complete pain in the ass. Their process is too slow, and, they're, and nothing they do makes sense. And so we're kind of sick of working with them. So this is something that is underway right now. I've got a, a finance startup guy, his name's Harvey Multani, just a fan, again, he's a, he's a missionary. Hit, hit me up out of the blue, just wanted to help. Um, we've got, where's Austin Force? The coolest name in the room, Austin Force, our new, our new finance guy. Um, uh, we've got a bunch of resources ready to build this thing. So basically the idea is we will build a fund. And, and keep in mind, anything that's not done yet is theoretical, and it's not real until it's real. But I'm sharing with you guys what I'm working on in case it's possible to make it real. I think it is. The idea is get a bunch of our missionaries to contribute to a fund, give them a fantastic rate of return, and then lend money to entrepreneurs so they can open up starting strength gyms and just replace the SBA. Because every the, the biggest problems that we have are not internal. The biggest problems we have are anytime we have to deal with non-starting strength people. Anytime we have to deal with a landlord, we have to deal with the government, we have to deal with a vendor that doesn't give a shit. If we could just deal with starting strength people, we'd be able to accelerate so much more quickly. And then here are my pie in the sky ideas that uh, may or may not happen. This one I think will happen if I had to bet. I think it will happen because um, we got approached by a Hollywood documentary maker before COVID. Guy's name is Ted Bolliker, huge fan of RIP. He does the program, his wife does the program. They did a movie called Little Pink House and Can We Take a Joke, if you wanna check these guys out. I've been working closely with Ted. 
And um, we want control over the way this thing is made and the way it's distributed. So we're not going to do the typical thing where we go begging for cash from a Netflix or a Hulu, and then it ends up being a product that we don't want. We're going to fund this thing ourselves eventually. We do not have the cash now, just to be totally upfront with you. We're still a startup. We're still bootstrapped. But this thing is growing, and eventually we'll have the cash. And when we do, this is at the top of my list of big expenditures. And then I want to become McDonald's. Um, I'm, I said I'm sick of dealing with the government, and I'm absolutely tired of dealing with landlords. Not as much as Jen is, but almost. Uh, landlords are, the incentives are all fucked up, and they don't care about us. We're 1,200 square feet. It, they're impossible to negotiate with us. They take too long. Eventually, I'd like to just own all the land under the gyms, and I think it's totally possible. And then I might regret this slide, but Starting Strength Gyms International, um, we've had people hitting us up from day one to go overseas. I'm not going to do it. I've had spent too much of my career on planes and on 11 p.m. conference calls, but um, that's okay. Someone might. We, uh, we're going to get some more help. And um, speaking of which, <laughs> so <laughs> the thing that I've done essentially with this company is it kind of all started with me. And I'm okay at a whole bunch of stuff. And then the stuff that I could find people, the, the areas where I could find people that are better at the thing than me, I replaced myself in that job. And I'm basically putting myself out of a job. Because the only thing that I can do better than anyone at the moment is marketing. And that just happens to be because I've got a marketing background and I'm an SSC, so I can communicate this stuff. Um, so I, we're actually hiring someone to run day-to-day -day operations for the franchise company so I can focus on growth and I can focus on telling stories, and I can focus on bringing these programs to life. Because too many of those have been sitting in my to-do list while I'm fucking around on calls all day and in front of my computer doing emails. So we need a professional. We, need, we have a few qualifications, right? We need someone that um, is a fantastic operator. We need someone that's bought into this thing. Ideally, we need someone that owns a gym himself because one of the problems that I've seen throughout my career is the people making the decisions at the top don't spend any time on the ground. And so their understanding of what's going on is theoretical, and then they're making policy changes that affect you guys on the ground that they're not emotionally attached to, and they don't understand the true implications on the ground. So wouldn't it be great if the guy running the day-to-day -day operations actually owned a gym? Wouldn't that be nice to align the incentives? And then those are the three qualifications. A fourth qualification that I'd prefer to have is someone that's stronger than my sister. <laughs> but we couldn't get what we wanted, so we hired Luke. Come on up, man. Hair was fabulous. <laughs> you look so young, man. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't have any slides or anything prepared, but just a, a few thoughts just to share with everybody. So first, thank you, Ray. Thank you to the franchise team for the opportunity. Thank you to Rip and Steph. Uh, and so I'm terribly excited about this. I know last year we talked in the owners group about uh, what 2020 had taught a whole lot of us. Um, for me, and I think for everybody else, uh, 2020 taught us just how important it is to surround yourself with people that share your values and that, that look at the world the way that you do and that care about the things the way that you care about them and surrounding yourself with talented people uh, which is, is, is more rare by the day and who are passionate about doing the right thing and helping folks. So 
it, you know, 2020, that's, that's what it taught me. And I found this group, signed my franchise agreement when everybody was building gyms, right, in, in 2020. Um, but 2021 also taught me just how rare that is. So I've spent my entire career in, uh, in corporate life and aerospace and medical device, uh, automotive. And there's great people that work in those industries and they, and they care about what they do relative to they could be doing something else to get paid. But what 2021 taught me is as I got more and more involved with this group is just how rare what we have right here is in the rest of the world. Absolutely. And if you have not, if any of you have only experienced this, you're spoiled. I, I can tell you, you really truly are spoiled because this does not exist. Um, at, at every level of the organization, so from members who train at the gym, to our coaches who coach at the gym, to the owners and to the franchise team that's doing this, everybody wants to be doing what they're doing. And, and I, that's, that, was, that was unique for me, so to be surrounded by people that actually want to be where they're at and actually want to be doing what they're doing. So, um, you know, I, I've, I've uh, become more passionate about it than I even was when I signed my agreement as I got to know all of you and I started to see the stories coming out of my own gym. Um, yeah. And I think it was the owner's retreat uh, last year, a very uh, wise and a very uh, drunk a very shirtless Brett Carter. <laughs> that, that, uh, you can feel this in your bones, right? You did. So, um, and and it, it's true. I think everybody's here because they can feel that this is what they need to be doing, and they have a shared purpose. And so, I'm terribly excited about helping all the gym owners be more successful, um, helping the franchise team anywhere that I can, and to continue to grow this thing. Uh, as quickly and fast as we can with folks like James, folks like JD that are here that have just recently signed franchise agreements. Uh, so yeah, I can't tell you how excited I am and, and at, over the next couple of weeks I'll be reaching out to the owners. We'll talk a little bit about what's going well, where I can help, what do you need, what do you need from the franchise team, uh, and, and how we can all be more successful together. So. I'm glad you're here, man. Thank, Thank you. you.